Welcome to New Week, New Music, and today I am closing out our three episodes for the 27 album series, our third time through it. And yeah, I'm, I'm bringing up the tail end this time. It's a little interesting. I feel like there's a little bit more pressure going last compared to going first. Oh, and you're worried, like, is somebody going to take my albums? Like, <laughs> I had backup since we're <laughs> recording all this in one day. I'm going to take a wild guess and say Eric didn't steal any of your uh, albums. <laughs> no, uh, no, none of mine got stolen. But that being said, for, uh, for underrated, I did have four. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make a game time decision because I can't decide which one I like. And I think I've decided... All which right. one I'm going to do. And I'll start, I'll, I guess I'll start there. Um, so this one is actually not, um, we've reviewed this artist before. Um, and so this artist, uh, he got kind of big towards the tail end of like the, the 2000s pop punk era. He, he did a few like Vans Warped Tours. Okay. Um, but he actually ended up having just a really bad, you know, experience with like the whole music industry. And, that that's actually what led to um, his first band dissolving, and he started a new band, doing it totally independently, and he decided to name it something he truly felt, and he called it this new band, Bomb the Music Industry. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. Punk. This is Jeff Rosenstock's. Uh, I don't not his first band, but one yeah. of his previous bands. Okay. And um, the album I went with is to live or to live or die in Long Island. Um, right. So the main reason I think this is underrated is because I feel like people just don't even know of this band's existence. Um, yeah. I mean, he's kind of, I mean, pop punk in general is like Blink-182 and maybe some 41 in most people's minds. Yeah. And with like the, the, the kind of pop punk uh, resurgence we're seeing, um, which I mean, uh, Jeff Rosenstock has, def- has been a part of, um, but yeah, like this man, I think this this album came out in two thousand five. I think okay, um, or maybe a little bit later. I don't remember. Um, actually, I think it was a little bit later than that. But but anyway, so and but yeah, and like with how popular Jeff Rosenstock's become and how popular, you know, pop punk's kind of coming back and like just no one, you never ever see this mentioned outside very specific circles. And I just wanted to bring this up because I think it's really, really good. And it has uh, quite possibly my favorite song of all time on there. Oh, all right. And I'll let, we'll, we'll guess. Yeah, we'll guess, guess when yeah. we get to it. So um, I don't, I don't think I'd put it in, but it's, it's in consideration for one of my favorites. All right. Um, next up is uh, a pretty well uh, regarded album. Uh, but this one, I actually found it is considered the band's worst, and I think it's their best. Oh, all right. Um, it is definitely if one of my favorites. Pablo, honey, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing that, honestly, because I wanted to piss you off. But I was like, I don't... I'm, I'm already on, in a bad mood. I, I've harped on Radiohead <laughs> enough on this. Um, but I'm going with uh, The Sciences by Sleep. Um, oh, okay. Sleep. I fucking love this nice. thing. I love Sleep. I love this album. And yeah, I was shocked that it's considered... It's not... It's their lowest rated. Granted, it's like 3.6 when the others are like 3.7. So, like, it's not that much. It's a big fall off. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it did. It does kind of blow my mind, though. This is considered their worst because it's, I think it's their best. And it's fucking dope. And everything sleep does. I'm always down to listen to some sleep. That's. Um, and my last one for this. And this, uh, I actually thought of this because me and Michelle, we were talking of, like, what's some music some of my favorite music that Michelle introduced me to. Cause um, 
there's not a ton of it, but it was definitely these guys. And I found this album is less than a three on rate your music. That's a, that's a spicy depth to delve into. Granted it's 2.99, but still less than three. We all go vote right now. <laughs> you can help starving artists. You, you can you can help fix this. And I think this is just some absolute like pinnacle of like that emo pop that like My Chemical Romance was kind of like the front of. Oh. Um, this is Ludo with "You're Awful, I Love You." Uh, this album is just straight bangers. Like it is just straight like like emo pop. That is bangers. the most seen kid album title yeah, I've ever. Heard. It is. It is very seen, and it's straight bangers, and it's great. Um, I will, there are definitely some aspects of it that have not aged entirely well. Um, it's it, definitely a bit of a, uh, uh, of its time, but I still think it's really great. Like I said, it's, it's just straight fucking you like Michelle's musical taste is all Pokemon covers and scene music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not even judging. She just has very specific taste. She has a very specific taste. It was like, it's either going to be like something, something emo scene or it's going to be Pokemon covers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've heard her listen to both. It's just one big Not playlist. like separately, just emo scene Pokemon covers. That, that's what I'm going to pick for Ben to cover. An emo cover of Pokemon <laughs> oh, <God>. music. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, those are my underrated, and I'm going to move along into my overrated ones, because these are always fun. Um, so I'm, I'm starting with uh, a band we've clowned a lot on this show. Let's go! And this... It, this album, when actually when we were in the the five year talking about, or was it one of the earlier bonus ones? I don't remember. Anyway, of albums that kind of stand as like markers in time and how quite often they really don't age well. This is, I think, pinnacle, and I'm going with Green Day and American Idiot. Oh, oh, okay. I think that was the first CD. Interesting. I bought. I mean, that would not surprise me. I guess I, it was a lot like, like it came out when we were in eighth grade, I think. Yeah. And so that's just when we're starting to like have some cash to throw around. So I think that was legitimately the first CD I bought. I think if you were to pull a lot like our age group, that would probably be the most common mm -hmm. like first CD purchase. Yeah. Um, that's, so that's like a landmark musical moment for me. Yeah. A but, slightly over the hill pop <laughs> punk act from Canada. Wait. <laughs> no, they're from San Francisco. Green Day? Yeah. They're from the Bay. I thought they were Canadian. No. I might anyway, be confusing them yeah, with Justin like, Bieber. I, I, I really don't think this album has <laughs> aged well. You're thinking of Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think this album has aged well at all. Um, it's To me, it's just one of the great examples of right place, right time, and just how much... Mm -hmm that can impact how an album is received. Oh yeah. I mean, that was fucking lightning in a bottle for, uh, for the time. Yeah. I mean, and this album was fucking everywhere. Oh God. Like towards the end of the, the Bush administration, it was yep. everywhere. Oh dude, right at the end of Bush with, with that album title, you were already going to sell a million albums. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, my next one is, uh, an artist we've, I feel like we must have talked about it to in depth at some point on the show, but I really can't remember um, at all. And this album, it's, it's just, it's guitar wankery, man. And like, there's definitely some Let's really cool go. songs on here, but just I'll, I'll, as an album, I'm just not a fan. And I'm talking about Megadeth's Rust in Peace. There's, there's some fucking bangers on here. Hangar 18 might be my favorite Megadeth song. Ooh. But there, there's so much just guitar wankery. Oh man, we're already ready to fight. I think "Rust in Peace," Polaris, the, like the title track of that album, is fucking 
good shit. Like, there's some good shit on here. I just, I think it's, there's a lot of bad shit on here, too. There's, for for Hangar 18 and for, uh, and for the, the title track, like, yeah, there, but there's also some really forgettable I think I brought this album up on our What Makes a 10 episode, so <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to fight now. All right. <laughs> I haven't run through the full thing. I've, I've heard probably three or four songs, I think off of it so i'm really curious to see what i think of the whole yeah. album here and so my last spot for overrated and see i i, I had a really hard type time picking my last spot because i'd always saved my last underrated spot for like my scorching hot take like what well, like widely considered all-time great like first time we did this i did mad villainy last year i did okay computer and i really don't have one anymore those are like my only like scorching hot takes, the, the fuego so. takes yeah uh, so but i was like i need to do something like that and then i had a revelation it's not the point of like having these isn't to have a scorching hot taken to be a contrarian it's to piss ben off <laughs> <laughs> here we go so Radiohead. <laughs> i thought about Radiohead. <laughs> And I thought about doing Kid A, but I was like, no, because <laughs> oh, like, obviously, like you <laughs> seeing as how I'm not a big fan of OK Computer, you might be shocked to hear. I don't care for most of Radiohead's yeah. discography, but I didn't want to harp on Radiohead anymore. So I was like, what should I do? And then when I realized I was like, oh, my God, the album's been right in front of my face this entire time. So I picked Quadrophenia by The Who. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Which is the album in which Love Rain Over yeah, Me comes all right. from. To be which... honest, I, I've probably only heard like half of Quadrophenia in like little bits and pieces. So I, I don't even know how I feel about it. I yet. entirely picked this just because I wanted to clown on your <laughs> picking Love Rain Over that's, Me. No, that's actually a really good pick because I've been It's also to... like a 3.9 and, a, and oh. I'm not a very big fan of The Who in general. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah. So that is... All right. That is my my last one, which takes me to my favorite. Uh, my favorite. So, and I'll be totally honest. Uh, my three that I pick for this are albums that I do really, really enjoy, but mostly ones that I really want to talk about. Well, I mean, so, and, and like, let's be fair. At this point, we've already put forth six of our favorite albums. So, like, this is pick three of your favorite albums the third time. Like, at this point, it's more like, these are albums I really enjoy and I want to talk about. Like, yeah. that's a totally fair route to take. Yeah. And, like, I definitely fucking love all three of these. Um, and I'm going to, my first one that I'm going to go with is, actually, I have a question for you guys. What is something that you guys think the Democrats can do to make their voice on climate change, like, more acceptable to the masses? Well, they need to stop promoting all the pedophilia. <laughs> really poorly produced hip hop videos featuring Joe Biden. That is wrong. What they should do is pair it with the fattest collection of metal riffs your brain can possibly <laughs> comprehend. And because that is what Gojira did with their album From Mars to Sirius. That's such a good album. Yeah, it is the the riffs on this fucking album are all just fucking legendary. It's like the pinnacle of French climate activism paired with just <laughs> crushing 2000s metal riffs <laughs> yeah like it is fucking wild um and yeah i love this one and i've been th this is the one i was like there's a chance that you might end up picking this but that's one that like i know you're also a big fan yeah of that album. would have had an outside shot of making these lists on in another day but but yeah i went a little weirder this year yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to Get your uh, get your take on these. Yeah, I still haven't listened to Gojira, so. Oh yeah, you're in, you're in for a fucking All treat, right. my friend. So uh, and that takes us to uh, another album. Um, 
if you've actually heard a song on this, because I play this one, of the, I play a song off this album during D and D all the time. Okay. Um, this uh, one is uh, picaresque uh, by the Decemberists. And before I kind of talk about the album, um, so for you guys, they're like a early mid two thousands indie band, um, and I almost always hate that music. So before talking about the album, I'm gonna kind of want to talk about what I hate about that. And yeah, it's just it's oh, it's just always just like way overly artsy, just trying way too hard, and they all have that same annoying whiny vocalist and they're all just trying to copy neutral milk hotel (laughs) and it's really fucking annoying and this album is all of those things to the fucking team (laughs) except it works and i can't explain it they made it happen (laughs) they made it work once i don't even like actual neutral milk hotel and and this like there's a fucking sea shanty on here that goes so goddamn hard (laughs) (laughs) like it's it, it makes absolutely no goddamn sense um, why I like this album. I don't really understand why it just, it, I just really like it. And I've listened to it so many times trying to like, why do I like this? And just but like so much in this genre in this time period. And I, I really cannot figure it out. As soon as you said D and D, I knew it was the fucking she- sea shanties. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good song though. Like uh, it, it's the Mariners revenge song. I know um, the Decemberists are are well regarded, yeah, and, in the in that scene. But yeah, I've never gotten into them, so that'll be that'll be an interesting. I don't one. even like the rest of December's discography. <laughs> like, <laughs> just this one album. This one album is just fucking lightning in a bottle, and it, I dig it. Yeah, um, and that brings us to the last one. And I actually became aware of this album this year, uh, in fact, because um, we saw that they released something. We were actually going to review at the beginning of the year, but actually it turned out it wasn't new material. It was like an old recording of it. Um, but I saw, uh, and I saw for the artist on Radio Music that they had a bold album. I was like, oh, that's wild. And I looked up and it was called Folk Punk. And I was like, I need to tell Xavier about this because I know Xavier is going to be yeah, all about yeah, this shit. Yeah, he would totally love that like, shit. Either Xavier needs to know about this or he already knows about this. Um, so I told him about it and he's like, yeah, like that dude got me out of some really dark places. And apparently the main guy actually lived in Tucson for a long, uh, for majority of his career. Um, and I am talking about um, what is it? Uh, Johnny Hobo and the Freight Trains. With yeah. love songs for the apocalypse. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm pumped for um, that one. So two things. One, uh, this is technically a split album. I am only talking about the Johnny Hobo side, not uh, the other side, which is by a band called Man Tits. <laughs> and right. I really don't like it. Um, but yeah, I'm just the just the Johnny Hobo side. You should feature the Man Tits side as the 28th album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'd be down, but I, I have heard it. And I don't like it. Um. And also, I'm making a prediction right now. This album is going to be in all three of our top three or bottom three. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's a bold <laughs> oh, claim. <wow. laughs> all it, right. You, I, you guys are either going to love this or fucking hate it, is my guess. All I right. picked a ska band and a Vocaloid band, and you're still thinking <laughs> that this is a bottom three pick. <laughs> this, dude's, this dude makes Tom Waits sound like Wiseblood. all right this might have some of the if you're judging it by purely like classical um uh like 
like classically judging it as as singing it's about as bad as it gets all right (laughs) i'm I'm totally in sounds like it might be up my alley so down for that and uh and i was also i was thinking of doing this i was debating between doing this and dead kennedy's fresh fruit for rotting vegetables Mm. because that's another one i really want to talk about um but when we did the shags uh episode I th- that's kind of like what made me decide that I'm doing this because I think there's also kind of like a shags type quality to this. You don't say that. That is often. some high praise. Um, in the sense that it kind of sounds like a guy just not really knowing what it what he's, <laughs> what doing, he's doing, but it works so well. And this album has more heart than m- almost any other album I've ever heard. Like it's so just like from his soul. And it, man, but is it, but man, he has a horrible singer. <laughs> this is music from the soul. Anyway, bottom three in all of our lists. <laughs> no, it's definitely not going to be bottom three in mine. Yeah. I fucking love this thing. Uh, like I listened to it and just like, when I first heard him sing, I was just like, oh, but then like, I like kept listening and I was like, no, wait. <laughs> then, like the good. first time I heard it, I listened to it like three times back to back to back. And I was just like, oh my God. What the fuck? Like what? Like it's it's just so completely unlike anything else I've really ever heard before, uh, and like I said, it has so much soul to it that you it's really really where and I think it's just like the level of authenticity to this because like I mean like this dude was like literally like living the freight train lifestyle for a lot of his life like okay just like like train hopping shooting heroin and just showing up wherever the fuck he does like it's the levels of authenticity are like disturbing when you consider all right. the content I, of some of this so these are also all good picks so i'm yeah, I'm, I, I'm more excited for this um one than i think any of the ones we've done so this far. this is a this gonna be a promise. good 27 album episode i feel like yeah i'm i'm very very curious for all of your guys's uh, i think i looked the, the lowest rating on any album I picked for this is 3.8 on Rate Your Music. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you, you picked the best I, I literally of, yeah. picked from the top of the list, right. so it should be. Oh, I'm so pumped for these. I, I am pumped, too. Really this has got to be a good one. fucking... Yeah. So, yeah, thank you all very much for listening. I am I am still... So, yeah, well, and... It'll be a bit. Yeah, a month or so, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to these. We'll rank them all, and we'll be pissed Maybe off. Maybe a little bit longer because of... Eric's seven hour monstrosity. <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, number one in its genre on rate your music. <laughs> Gotta go with seven it. Seven hours and 20 minute long dark that, ambient. That had to be the easiest decision on anything you've ever made in your life. <laughs> I saw that and I'm just like, well, okay. <laughs> Don't even need to hear this one. <laughs> Literally the only one I've picked for this that totally never heard. I'm really curious to like see which one, which category they all fall into. So. I, I have highlighted the three that I think are overrated already. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like probably a month or so, we'll, we'll be knocking it out. Yeah. You know, if if you're listening and you've heard any of these albums and have an opinion, hit us on Twitter. Yeah. Let us know what your thoughts are. Yeah. Let us know if you're, uh, if you're what your opinions on us picking them for uh, whatever categories we picked them in. So. Please cancel me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> So the only one of yours I'm really worried about is Virgins by Tim Hacker. I really like that album. And I know it has like equal chance of being favorite or overrated. 
I mean, if you know anything about my musical taste, you should have a pretty good idea of so what I, I think. I, about think that. <laughs> see that, I would think that would be in your favor because it seems like it's right up your alley. But there's also a chance that because it's right up your alley, you're going to be like, no, <laughs> fuck this. This is way too mainstream, boys. <laughs> if you've called Tim Hecker too mainstream, I think that's uh, that's the point where we need to cancel the show. He might be the most mainstream artist I picked. <laughs> Actually, that's a valid point. <laughs> you picked some weird shit. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if revolutionary Pekingese opera is clowning on Maoism or fully in support of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to this at work and I'm like, oh, I'm only, I think I only heard Chinese once on the album. The rest was Japanese. So okay. Maybe I'm safe. Uh, oh, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, thank you all very much for listening. And, um, and thank you very much. Good night. <laughs>